0: Welcome to the Jamoti podcast, where we interview coaches and leaders to find out not just what they do, but how they do what they do. Becoming the best version of ourselves is Jamoti. Just a matter of doing it. What's one thing you would do differently if you could start over in coaching today?
1: Um, yeah, if, if I could start over without a doubt, I would have put the people first. And, and I know that sounds cliche. And when I started off, I really started off, I wanted people to be better. Like I wanted, I saw it as this is a way that I could give back to players. Like my coaches gave back to me, but that doesn't mean that I did things right. Mm-hmm. So my motives were right. Like I had a heart for my players and it's that saying of people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. We throw that saying around a lot and I believed it. Here's the problem with that. Not the problem with the saying, but the problem with the way I would think about that. The way I went about coaching, especially my first uh, head coaching job. I'm 27 years old. One of the youngest NCAA head coaches in America, 27. I'm a head coach for the first time. Here's the way in my mind, this, that saying worked out. People don't care how much, you know, until you care Mm. because I cared a lot about my players. They just didn't know it. I didn't demonstrate it. They have to know that you care. And too oftentimes we love our players. We care about our players. They don't know it. Mm. Um, And they, and we don't tell them enough, but we don't show them enough. And and early on it would have been more about the people and less about me and me trying to prove that I should be a head coach at 27, that the that, that administration made a good hire, that I'm this up and coming, you know, star. It's not about me. It's not about my resume. It's not about me being right. It's about us being right as a program. And so I didn't put the people first. I put kind of my my agenda. This is my offense. This is my defense. These are my drills, my playbook, my team. It's not me, my, mine, I. It's us, our. Right, you know, we, us, ours, that kind of stuff. And as a young coach, it wasn't about the people; it was about me.
0: You said too, uh, show them how how much you care. But there's a, the way that you showed them too, like you you kind of mentioned it because I think I could see younger coaches or I mean I I kind of. And my first coach I played for was Dave Bliss, who was a Bobby Knight disciple. So that's what I was kind of used to. And so the way that he showed us he cared, hammer down. I am going to make you run. You are going to care so much because I, I care. But then it was like, because I care about you, you're going to run and puke. Okay. We got to make sure that the way that we show them we care is balanced and it's way more than just, it's like what uh, Coach Drew just said. I, I was talking with him. He said, everybody thinks it's about the jump shot. Well, it's not about the jump shot. It's about the development of the total person. Like That's it.
1: Yeah. And do you have empathy? Do you, yeah. I know that word gets thrown around a lot um, and it's hard to do. It's hard to have empathy. But do you understand where people are coming from? You know, Do you understand what all 15 of your young ladies or young men are feeling? Well, probably not because you haven't taken the time to invest because you've spent all your time planning this two hour practice. Yeah. But if you don't have 15 people inspired and engaged and excited to be there, you know, what good is this great practice plan? And that's what I was, man. My practice plan was to the minute. Like I had learned from some of the greatest, some great coaches. Okay. Very organized. Like our practices were very good. Like you get me in a clinic setting, man, this is great. (laughs) Except my players didn't care. They didn't care about the practice plan. They didn't care about getting from one drill to the next. The only reason they would get to one drill to the next was because they were scared they'd have to run again. You know, but I, you know, I tell them I care about them, but I wasn't showing them because I wasn't listening to them. Yeah. Or if I listened to them, the only reason I was listening was just to wait till they got done talking. So then I could tell them the way they should, yeah. Come on, Matt, come on, Matt, finish yeah. up. Cause I gotta go. I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong. I'm gonna tell yeah. you because I'm 27 and I'm a head coach. That's right. I'm obviously the man, you know, that's stupid. And I was just, I was a little too arrogant. Um, not that I didn't care about them. I just thought I was the, I had the, the answers. And, Brian,
0: yeah, Brian Regan's one of my favorite comedians, and he has this bit where he talks about it, you know, a guy's listening to this other guy speak, but he's kind of waiting, and he's like, and then as soon as he stops speaking, the guy launches in, and then, but the whole thing is he's like, you, me, you see the difference? You, me, but that's kind of how we... <laughs> act when we when we're talking i i struggle yeah. with that even even talk with you because you, there's so much gold i just have to sit and and be patient and listen because it's not about me it's but yeah, that we naturally want to do that yeah
1: yeah well i i mean i i i was uh i got to be a head coach for four years in that first job and then they allowed me to go be a coach elsewhere um, I did not uh, get my arrogance under control quick <laughs> enough. And they allowed me to go somewhere else and learn some lessons.
0: Great opportunity. yeah. A
1: great opportunity. Yeah. I got resigned. You know, <laughs> I joined that. I joined that great club of almost every coach in America that's been fired at some point, no matter how you call it. Yeah. Uh, it gets called different things, but I got resigned. In other words, I resigned, but they made me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, but, but man, I'll tell you what, once that happened, it was almost like a light switch it was like man i've been doing it wrong yeah i'd kind of just kind of coasted and been like yeah i could change or there's some things i probably should change but then when you're when you're fired yeah at the age of 31 you know it's like wow that's a big light bulb moment and it's like i got to change something so yeah. that was that was good i mean i was i wasn't happy at the time but it turned out to be a great a great thing for me
0: yeah, my my moment came my, my first year at uh, and Forest High School. I was a varsity assistant. And I was I kept saying because of me because I, I I had played. I kept saying, guys, this won't work at the next level. What you're doing right now, it's not going to work at the next level. And I I this this guy that was probably 12 or 13 came up and said, hey coach, just so you know, I don't want to play at the next level. And it hit me in the gut. I'm like, whoa, what are you? Then what are you doing here like that's my thought like why so then this kind of eye opening all right not every one of these high school players wants to play and then that's a whole other conversation actually michael lancaster has this great video about you actually have an 84 percent chance to play college basketball because the majority of the high school players either don't want to play and if they say they want to play they're not doing what's necessary to actually play and so you you have a huge chance but going back to yeah those moments uh, in coaching where you realize okay what i thought these guys are com- it's completely different
1: 100 percent. yep
0: thank you for checking out today's episode please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast